Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from Cincinnati, and you can't win every game. The result is not good as the Brewers fall in game two of this three-game set, 7-3 final. And welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, Tim Allen, there's Evan Heffelfinger. It is his uh, real name for sure. Uh, you wouldn't pick a name like that in this business, but uh, Brewers fall seven three, and just you knew this one early on was going to be one of those. Um, mm, I won't even say it was a flat game, just that things were not were not going to go well. You just you, you had that feeling early on, even though down five one early in, a, in in the contest here. You're still in the game in that park against that team and against that bullpen. If you can tap into that bullpen, yeah, maybe you put up a couple of crooked numbers and, and you're right back in it. But it just didn't feel like they could do that. And and I I, I think we just have to hang our hat on that you're not going to win every game. They had won 10 of 11 coming into this contest. So, again, you're, you're – you know, they, they even up the series at a game apiece. Now – Tomorrow's game, a little bit uh, more on the important side of things. Cincinnati needed this game more than I think a lot of us thought, and, and maybe more than I thought. Because if, if you're looking at the Brewers uh, streaking and uh, you know their, their five-game winning streak is snapped here, let's say it got to eight and they, they swept them. I mean, you're looking at the Cincinnati Reds with a big, big hole to dig out of. This was a way more important game for the Cincinnati Reds than it was the Milwaukee Brewers, without question. With the loss, Brewers 34-27. and 27. But now um, it, it does emphasize what the Brewers have going tomorrow in Game 3 of this series. And Freddy Peralta, Luis Castillo on the hill. It's an 11-35 first pitch tomorrow morning after the last pitch. You know, tomorrow afternoon sometime around – you know, 2.30 or 3 o'clock, uh, we'll be talking some Brewers baseball, and hopefully 
a nice performance uh, by Freddie Peralta and a series victory. And that's, that's really, you got to turn the page on this one. So that being said, um, I want to get your reaction on a number of things here. Uh, sort of an um, open thing tonight. And I, I rarely do this. I, I, I try to keep it a little more streamlined into uh, a couple of different issues or topics. But it's sort of all over the road tonight in a 7-3 loss. You do have, uh, again, and this, this we're going to swerve all over the road. So there'll be a lot of different bullet points here. Um, I believe this now. I, I don't have any, uh, any evidence of this, but because it was a, a much bigger game for the Cincinnati Reds than, than the brew crew, uh, I think there was probably some sort of get together in Cincinnati behind the scenes. We may not ever know. I'm not talking about a rah-rah speech or someone tearing apart a, a, a clubhouse or anything like that. I, I think it was discussed because you could see the aggressive nature of the Cincinnati Reds in this ball game tonight. They get balls in play. You're, you're going to get the balls in play with Brett Anderson on the hill. And when they got them in play, Brewer's defense just didn't look good. It, it, it just, you know, sometimes, you know, this whole, uh, you, you, you had sort of in, in theory, both pitchers in, in yesterday's opener and, and tonight's starter in Brett Anderson and Adrian Hauser, you know, you want to keep the ball on the ground in that park. And and so in that regard, it was uh, the stars did line up for, for, a, for a, a good potential to take the first two games. But a lot of times that forces the defense to make some plays and it does allow some infield singles and you, know, you got to make some plays. Brett Anderson and, and Vogie had a little tough time there in that, in that first inning, I mean, you just had a lot of things going on in this game that just didn't bode well. Eric Lauer, the one inning, you know, you want to pitch careful to both Winker and, and Castellanos, and he went uh, full count on both, walked both of them, but then once you know it, Tyler Stevenson comes up with a, uh, with a two-run double, all with two outs. Five for 13 with runners in scoring position for the Cincinnati Reds. Five of their seven runs scoring with two outs. That's a little bit more on the aggressive nature of getting the ball in play. And I think, this is my opinion, I think the Reds came out with a little bit of a staunchy attitude here. They need to uh, dig their cleats in the ground and say, man, if, if this team sweeps us here, we're really, really in a, in a bad state. And, and I think that occurred. So that's one thing. The biggest news of which Travis Shaw and that injury and I will, uh, if you want to react on the game or any of these uh, bullet point topics, uh, you're, you're more than welcome. 414-799-1250. Uh, the Travis Shaw injury looks pretty extensive, uh, dislocated shoulder, and that looks to be, you know, a, a, a long road to recovery here. So again, maybe more emphasis put into the front office here as to how to replace that. You would say a uh, uh, 191 or 192 uh, batting average coming in uh, is not going to be hard to replace. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. It's it's still Travis Shaw with that name. It's still a track record. It's still, you know, knocking in some runs. So what are you going to do then to replace that? And when you think about uh, the the guys on the injured list, the names of Lorenzo Cain, Colton Wong, and Travis Shaw. 
Those are names. But you replace them with Daniel Robertson, Jace Peterson, and Pablo Reyes type names. Not going to cut it, guys. No offense to those guys. I'm sure they're gamers and they're doing everything they can to get better and help this team win. When you're looking at a higher ceiling of expectations, Daniel Robertson, Jace Peterson, Pablo Reyes versus Lorenzo Cain, Colton Wong, and Travis Shaw just doesn't compare. It, it, it doesn't. So the, the Travis Shaw thing, is, is it uh, an easy fix with a Zach Green? That's been doing okay at AAA Nashville. I don't know about easy. But we see sometimes newcomers around baseball hit the ground running for their respective teams. Case in point, of Patrick Wisdom for the Chicago Cubs. Where is that for this team? We did get it with Keston Hira a few years ago. So I, I will grant you, grant you that. But, I mean, outside of that, where, where is the hitting-the-ground-running type player that just, you can call it lightning in a bottle, but that, that means it's short-term, short window. But how about the guys that hit the ground running and essentially never look back? A little luck, maybe a little fortune, a little right, uh, right place, right time. Who is it? Logan Forsythe, is, is, is it... Uh, uh, again, Zach Green. I mean, it, is, is it is it going to be a Keston Hira callback? I I doubt that. I mean, maybe desperate times, de- desperate measures. He is another infielder that you can throw into the mix here. Uh, Luis Urias can go back to third base, and Keston Hira can play second base. I mean, that's something that you probably have to consider. I mean, is it is it Zach Green in your mind that's going to replace Travis Shaw? Evan, what about you? If you had asked me a month and a half ago, I would say yeah, because he came storming out of the gates for the sounds. But since then, he has been struggling. We a were lot looking of swing and miss. We were looking at his numbers pregame, and in 92 at bats, he has 40 strikeouts. That's not good. <laughs> No, he's hitting that's, 220 that's... after he was hitting like 375 for the first month. So I don't know if he's the guy. There's Ernan Perez, our good, good old buddy who's mm-hmm. down there. But you told me that he's with uh, the Venezuelan team right now. Is it Venezuela or something? I don't know. Yeah, he, he's Venezuelan. Whatever it might be. Okay. But and so other than that, who do you have down there? They have so many like 29 year old fringe major leaguers. Yep. I don't know if any of them are ready. It uh, you wonder if they might need to go outside of the franchise to get somebody. And I think so, and I think they would have considered that anyway despite the injury to Travis Shaw. And they, I I do because you, keep in mind you're going to get Colton Wong back. I would think within a week, 10 days. So I mean, maybe somewhere in there. I just checked uh, how the Nashville Sounds are doing tonight. They're up 9-2 to right now. Keston Hero is 2-4 for four tonight. Yeah, you may have to consider that. I, you know, I don't know if there's an easy fix here, but again, injury, bug, biting the Brewers. This year, the offensively challenged Milwaukee Brewers, it continues here. I'm not going to freak out over a 7-3 to loss here tonight. That, that's not happening. They won 10 of 11 coming in. You can't win every game. 
And yet, Brett Anderson, who quite frankly is struggling a little bit this year, all told, that ERA is a little bit on the lofty side. All right, so you have the Travis Shaw. How do you replace that? 414-799-1250. Is it a, a lock that they're going to go outside the organization to do that? Uh, Eric Lauer chewed up some innings today. Does that uh, earn him a ticket to Nashville? Normally we'd say, hey, a free trip to Nashville, that's, that's going to be fun. Let's go to Music Row, tip some Whose back. bachelor party am I celebrating? No doubt. Maybe bachelor and bachelorette, capital of the uh, country these days, the last couple of years. So normally that'd be a good thing. Maybe not for Lauer. You're not going to use Eric Lauer again for another five games, minimum. And get another arm up here. Now who's that going to be? Is it going to be a Josh Lindblom return? That's, that's possible. I mean, um, you're going to need another bullpen arm. So all of these moving parts, yet they're 34 and 27. Another mark that it, that's the mark of a very good baseball team. When you're challenged with all of this, yet your mark is still 34 and 27. You're not even fully healthy. You're not even fully full go offensively yet. Jackie Bradley Jr. continues to struggle. You might see a little bit better approach and at bats out of JBJ here in the last you know, week or 10 days, a little bit, but that batting average is still in a holding pattern of right around 160. His on base percentage still in a holding pattern of an absolute disgusting 230 or 225. It's pretty bad. Christian Yelich, I think it's about time. 235. I think it's time to get going. On the JBJ side of things, um, might seem that I'm picking on the dude and I'm not. I just have better expectations for him, and so does he. But I will say this that this whole slow start thing can somebody tell me when the word start is removed from a baseball season? So when, when, do, when do we turn the page? When do we graduate? From, well, he's always been a slow starter. Okay, fair enough. A lot of players have done that over the years. Then they get going and everything's fine. Well, when does the start end of a baseball season? Evan, do you want to put your finger on that? I mean, we're 61 games in here. You got 100, uh, 100, uh, 101 games left. So when does the, the term start to the season and when is when is that over? I guess I've never really thought about it, but if I had to put a number on it, I think I would say when the calendar turns over to June. I think that's the perfect time because we saw it's what like fifty five games somewhere around there. That's about a third of your season, roughly. Yeah. I yep. think that's a good kind of time to say that it's the start of the season. I'd say the start of the season's over. So let's let's do away with this. It's June 9th, June, not May. May 9th, ah, is off to a slow start. May 29th, you might make the argument, but at some point it does, it does transfer over to now you're in the season. The start is over. So JBJ, Christian Yelich, some of these other guys, the, the, the start is over. So get, get going now. Now go do what you do. Go play baseball. All right, so that's uh, on the uh, table as well. Yeah, that Travis Shaw, that that's that was tough tonight. Um, 
We talked about Zach Green. We need to discuss on this show uh, maybe a little bit more in the Ryan Braun thing. Because that might be a, a little bit of an answer as well. Uh, Bart Winkler, our morning guy, uh, and, and I had a conversation, pretty in-depth conversation this morning about, about Ryan Braun. And I will say this, that every, every angle you point to on Ryan Braun returning to the Milwaukee Brewers this season makes sense to me. It's tough to shoot holes through it any way you look at it. From a product, production standpoint, uh, from a, a, a timing standpoint, from a help the team win standpoint, from an ego standpoint, from a farewell standpoint, from a ticket sales standpoint, from a rest standpoint, you've got Vogel back in there to go against some right-handers. You've got Brawny to platoon with him for some rest time. You've got maybe some interleague play that's that's uh, going to be coming up here. You've got a DH. That's, everything makes sense to this. And the one capper, uh, Evan, you mentioned it, what, yesterday on the show that uh, I think it was Brawny's wife that uh, had a video on her Instagram account, uh, account uh, of, of, him of Brawny in a hitting, hitting cage. Which... If that's something that he does to, you know, remember his baseball career, sure. But no why would she be posting that? That, to <laughs> well, me, is the biggest thing. We are in 2021, Tim. It is time to analyze every single social media post and what it, it means, means for our players. And that yeah. means something. It does mean something. It means something that – is that your workout, Ryan Braun? Instead of going jogging and going to the gym – you're just going to do some BP and that's your workout? I, you know, okay. That's pretty much of a stretch if that's what you're going to say. You're, you're doing baseball activities for a reason. And maybe it's to throw a little curveball at, at uh, some, some fans. and well, That's dirty pool, man. Don't I don't do think that he would us. tease us like that. I know that. That's, that's the thing. Don't do that to us. Because you know he knows exactly and she knows exactly what we're going to think about. Because he left, he, there was a time where Milwaukee did not like him for very good reason, I will add. But he's kind of redeemed himself. He is a fan favorite again. And if he were to tease the fans with his return and then not return, he would go right back to not being liked in this city. And I think that no matter if he has an ego or not, that's not something he wants for to be remembered by for the team that he spent all of his career with. He's got a friend in Christian Yelich that makes sense for him to come back. There's some monetary uh, gain by the organization for him to come back. I think he'd sell some tickets. I think you could do some promotions around him. But the the one at the top of the list is there's no question in, in our minds that he would help this team win baseball games. We never even mentioned in this this list here the leadership role. The leadership role that he – now go back and uh, – Evan, during the break here, we're, we're going to do a little digging. We're going to try and dig up some audio of him um, down the stretch in either 18 or 19. Um, it might have been 18 where he was given a speech to, to his teammates in, in the clubhouse. And it was passionate and it was, it was total leadership. I remember that. 
all of these things make sense. I can't find a negative for Ryan Braun to return in a Brewers uniform late next month. It's a trade you don't have to make. It's, it's prospects or it's capital you don't have to give up. <laughs> I don't see what is what would be the negative. I, I can't even think of one. I can't even make one up. What would be the negative? I, I guess he's I not guess good, it, and then you cut him. And he, well, they wouldn't cut him. They would make him ret- actually retire. And they would true. do like what they did with uh, Alex Rodriguez when he went out. Or we see it all the time. Like, I think Jay Bruce did it last year. You play one more game, you get your at bat, yeah. they take you out, and that's your career. Bring you off the field. Yep. Yep. I mean, maybe you could stretch it by saying, well, what if he gets hurt? Well, then he gets hurt. You, you can't blame the effort there. The, the positives, the pros on this way outweigh the cons. You want to do a T-chart, just, just put one together with Braun. Pros on the left and, and, and cons on the right. And do a little T-chart and, and put all the positives on that left side. You tell me how empty that list on the right would be. Because if they're not talking now, someone's, now they may have. Now, again, before I say someone's derelict in duty, um, they may have already, and they may have this plan already. I, I would be surprised if there weren't some dialogue with Ryan Braun by now. It would, it would shock me if there wasn't some sort of communication from this organization to his agent at the very least. I mean, they're not going to go through Christian Yelich. I don't think that that's right. I think there's a, uh, I don't know, there's just a human element to that that's sort of off limits. I do. If if Christian wants to lobby for for Brawny to come back, okay, fine. He can do that on his own. But I would be really surprised if this organization hasn't already started some form of back and forth. Wouldn't you? I'm sure that they've been in communication since the last day of the season last year. Or I should say constant communication. Because Ryan Braun and Mark Adanasio are really good friends. And Braun came up with Craig Council on his team. I'm sure that they're very good friends. It would shock me if they have not talked recently. I'm sure he's in communique over text and maybe even a little bit more than that. It doesn't even have to be about baseball. I'm sure that they have had a conversation recently. If for no other reason to come on back and we can say goodbye with a full house. I mean, that, that would be reason enough. Don't wait till next year for that. That's I don't I don't like that. The moment passed at that point. Exactly, and it still would be kind of cool if if that's you know if Bronny doesn't want to come back into the Midwest and, but I'm sure he had friends here. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of things going on. But he met uh, my oh. mom in a Target once. <laughs> I I miss him. I, I just personally being around the clubhouse for for so many years and just you know just nodding to him and saying hello and not the interview stuff just you know just him catching me out smoking by the south dock there the the media and players entrance and he nah, tim those cigs are gonna kill you you know as he walks in and and rolls in i i do miss him i think this team would benefit tremendously 
by the addition of Ryan Braun. Just, just think about it. I mean, a lot of knee-jerk reaction in this sports industry. Think that one through, because I have. I have for many weeks now, and it makes total sense. 414-799-1250. Brewers fall in game two of this three-game set. Big, big game tomorrow, Peralta on the hill. But we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. Not a good performance again for Brett Anderson. Is that a warning flare that, you know, Brett Anderson might be uh, running out of gas here? I, I hope not. Uh, but we'll see. We'll talk more. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On The Fan. Brewers fall tonight, 7-3, the final, and uh, this one is chalked up to the you're not going to win every game category. Um, I thought it was still a game at at 5-1. I really did, guys. And, you know, you you fall any deeper there, and then then it's an uphill climb. And I thought uh, Eric Lauer giving up those two runs, I thought that was the dagger, but not going to pin this on him for sure. This was uh, an offensive struggle and a uh, Brett Anderson rough start again, man. His ERA. Someone's going to have especially if they if they continue to go with this uh, sort of six-man rotation or maybe it'll be locked in as a six-man. Um you're going to have to have better performances out of Brett Anderson here. And and it just didn't happen again. His ERA coming in was 4-4. So now you get a little bit more than that. What what is the current ERA for Brett Anderson, Evan? If you want to take a peek, and that's he's going to have to pitch better, guys, and, and a veteran guy like this. Yeah, see, uh, around a five is just not going to cut it here, especially with an offense that has uh, been challenged all year. So the ABC audio video play of the game. Since we're talking about Ryan Braun, this is one of the aspects, and and you wonder. You know, are there enough uh, guys still on the team that, you know, would, would you know, kind of take this and and have it mean something if, if Ryan Braun stepped up? This is back from 2018, but check out the leadership from Ryan Braun. To everybody in this room, every single person here has contributed to where we're at today. Everybody should feel incredible about what we've accomplished. Remember how special this feels. And do everything in your power to make sure this isn't our last celebration. Yeah, so yeah. proud of all of you guys. It's been an honor and a privilege for me to go about this with you guys, the way we've done it as a group, as a family. And uh, special night, man. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Oh, yeah. And be a part of it. Hey. There's our ABC audio video play of the game because that's what we're talking about tonight on a, a sort of a, a Ryan Braun uh, freeform uh, postgame show tonight. But, again, we'll go over some numbers at AAA Nashville here in just a second because they're going to have to replace Travis Shaw, and they're probably still going to have to go get an arm there with Lauer going uh, you know, uh, a little bit deeper and longer extended uh, relief appearance today. They may have to make a move in that bullpen as well. So some moving parts here heading into potentially the game tomorrow. But this Ryan Braun thing becomes more and more intriguing the more I think about it. And out, 
geez, I, I can't even say that I have one legitimate reason why you shouldn't add him. Now, I, I, if you want to be super negative, I guess there's some some fans that would say, "Well, you already have a, you know, hobbled up and an elder statesman and Lorenzo Cain, and do you want another one running around here on and off the IL? And is he going to perform and and all of that stuff, guys? Have we taken a look at some of the offensive numbers here for this baseball team this year? There's just no way Ryan Braun would allow himself to hit downwards of 160 or 190 or a holding pattern at 205 to 210 Vogelback. There's just no way he would allow that to happen. Even at his age, he's had all this time to, he's had a full off season. He's had six months of this calendar year. He didn't do a spring training. Again, check the boxes. Does he help the team win? That's the, that's the biggest question. Does that man help this team win a few more games? Is, is there any doubt in your mind, Evan? Not one doubt. So it could be that the dialogue is happening. And it could be that uh, he's getting prepared. And we're all going to, and if he comes back to this organization, we're all going to say, I knew it and I predicted it. Aren't we? Especially broadcasters. All going to want credit for that. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I'll give you all credit for it. Fans, organization, broadcasters, give you all credit for it. What I want to do is try and figure out if this would be in any way, shape, or form a negative or a bad move. And I, I can't find it. Even if I tried, I can't find it. Even if it doesn't work, it's still the right move. But I don't see that. I, again, I, I just I can't figure that that, that, that would happen. Um, the key to all of this, however, is to continue to do what you're doing, and that's winning baseball games. That is the whole key. If I'm Ryan Braun, there's no way I'm coming back to the team outside of the final weekend home stand or, or, or home game or home series of the season to say my goodbyes in front of a crowd if, if I were nine or ten games out of first place. That is that is paramount here. You have to stay in this thing. You have to have Ryan Braun himself catch Brewer pennant race fever. And to this degree, 61 games in, do you see it changing? Evan, you see this thing changing? It doesn't appear that it's going to. Like the, the team itself? Yeah. I mean, the pitching is going to stay good. The hitting will probably get a little bit better. I don't see them regressing too much. No, the barometer of winning or the foundation of winning is already there for this year. Absolutely. And it's in large part based on based on pitching. And that's going to keep you to a modicum of, of wins, which is going to allow Braun to get bitten by the bug. You don't think, now think of it as a dude too. 
married, you got three kids, you're retired, you got all the money you're ever going to need. And then after a course of weeks and months and gosh, it's, it's going to be several months over a half a year of being at home and, um, you might want a little break. You're so used to it. 15 years of, of being on the road, half your life, hanging out with your buds for a while at the hotel, having a nice dinner with some buddies, playing a baseball game, getting a nice win, getting some adrenaline, some energy going. You might want that from just from a, a dude's perspective. I'm sure you've got nannies and house cleaners and, you know, you don't, you're not going to overload the wife on, on all the child rearing. You you get some help with that. I would suspect I'm guessing. I know I would with a handful of kids if I had the money. So th- there's that to think about too. He, but the key again, key is stay in this thing, continue to win Continue to be in a pennant race, and I just would love the idea of number eight running back in American Family Field. I think and, that's and the day they sign that. Wow, I think that's the most important thing is staying in it. Obviously, because if you look at Ryan Braun's career, when was he at his best? It was in August, in September. For his career, I'm looking at his numbers right now. In August, he had a 9.11 OPS. For his career. Mm-hmm. In in uh, September and October, an 885 OPS. He hit 294 in September. Hit the second most home runs for any month in his career. He it was either April at 69 or September at 63. The man loves and lives for the postseason clutch. and for those clutch plays. Look at last year. He was awful for 40 games, and then he was. Pretty much the only guy who yep. could hit getting into the playoffs. So that is a guy that you want on your team, even if he's not going to play the field, to be your pinch hitter, to let him DH for you, do something. That is a guy that you want in your your locker room when it gets to postseason time. You know, I'd love to have him uh, have some conversations with Keston Hira. You don't think that would help? And again, I know what you're thinking. All the doom and gloomers and the negative dudes out there are, are saying, oh, yeah, he's probably going to talk to him about what happened you know, with his suspension and all that nonsense. No, I'm just talking, just just lighten the load on, on the mental aspect of Keston Hero's game here. I think he would help. That's that leadership role. He's been through everything as a major leaguer, everything, the good and the bad. From top to bottom, this is and a guy really, really bad. that is going to help this. Oh, the, it did get really bad, for sure. But this is a guy that's going to help this team win baseball games. I w- just imagine, you know, talking on the fan here, Bart in the morning or the Wendy's Big Show or Rami in the afternoon. They, I mean, the post-game show here. When they do that, because I, I, I do think they will. And I'm going to celebrate, even though I knew they were going to do this, I'm going to celebrate as if I didn't. Um, But think about the conversations we're going to have and a little bit of a celebration and the energy spike in and around this organization, not only on that field, but around that stadium, around that front office, around the ticket sales, around everything. You guys grew up as Ryan Braun fans. You guys are in the age that Ryan Braun is – akin to my Robin Yount. I went through that same type of guy. 
not on the negative side, but certainly on the production side of things. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that they're going to pick up a guy like that and they don't have to give up anything for him. How much do you think it cost him? Maybe. You know what Ryan Braun ought to do? Well, they're paying him in the future already, so just kind of take it out of that. Tack on another three or four million? Less than that. Would that be fair? I think less than that. Less than that, you're thinking? Well, you got to think if it's August, roughly when we think that he'll come back. For two months, I don't think they're going to pay him three million. Maybe a prorated I'd three million? Three. For two months, you would give him give three, him three. million? And if I personally were Ryan Braun, I'd donate every dollar. You want to see the, 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 the fan base go crazy? Coming back for nothing because he wants to help this team win a World Series. That would be cool. Now, there, there's, your, there's your story right there. How could anyone oh, be mad fun. at that? Exactly. What, what is there to well, be mad even at that? The, yeah. He just donated to charity. A $3 charity. million dollar donation. <laughs> Hunger task force, whatever it might be. That would be so cool. Well, I believe there's something cooking. And a lot of times when broadcasters say this, a lot of, time, a lot of times when broadcasters say, I think this is going to happen, depending upon the broadcaster, it means they kind of know something, but they don't want to report it. Because they were told to, hey, keep it, mm, keep it under wraps here a little bit. Just saying. A lot of times that occurs. Uh, 414-799-1250. We're going to hear from Craig Council. Yeah, we'll button up this game tonight. A uh, clunker, 7-3, the final. Uh, Brent Anderson, not good. It was a, it was a sideways game from the start. Uh, you did have uh, Vogel back going yard. Another RBI for Avi Garcia at 35 now on the season. Uh, pretty impressive. Um that, I don't know about All-Star. I know there's a few swirling rumbles of maybe Avi makes an All-Star. I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, they, they, the bottom line, you're not going to win every game. They won 10 of 11 coming in. you got to drop one once in a while. However, that does bring up a huge game tomorrow. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, let's get to Mike in before we take a break and get to council. Mike, your brawn idea. Hey, Jamie. Go. I'm rolling on the floor laughing at you right now. Ryan Braun, no way, no how, not today, not tomorrow. How much would they have to pay him for a month? Probably somewhere in the six figures, yeah. How much? Probably 850000 to a million. I would would give him $3 million for the final two months of this year. I heard you yesterday. We need a reliever and a big bat. He's been on the shelf. No one. He's got four teams within two hours of his house. No one showed interest. You can't just think you're going to plug him in. We don't know that there was no interest, though. Go ahead. What? We don't know that there was no interest. It's just that Braun didn't have any interest in signing with them. Well, they signed Albert. uh, Who signed Pools out there? You know what I mean? Angels? But that doesn't mean that they didn't have interest in Braun. Well, we just didn't hear about it. 
I, or or we just didn't hear about it, right? Right. I don't think you just bring him over here and plug him in. He's going to hit three fifty, play first or third. No, but he's certainly we not going to hit one sixty. He could well, bat better, a better batting average than half these guys going opposite hand. Come on, great, great point. Well, I I I'm kind of good at predictions, but I just. I don't see it. And uh, show up for uh, the fourth base uh, caller party tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. T- take it easy. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, we used to uh, look at some of these guys, and and wow, this guy's really struggling at two thirty seven. That's a man. What are we going to do about this guy at two thirty seven? We would love 237 for about three or four of these guys right now. We would absolutely love a 237 batting average right now for three or four of the current almost everyday players on this baseball team. Ain't no way that Ryan Braun, over the course of a couple of months, is going to underperform. No chance of that, even with the layoff. So you got a Ryan Braun fan club here on the show, and I think it's going to happen. I'm pretty convinced it's going to happen. Uh, all right, uh, 799-1250. Let's take a break. Let's get to uh, Craig Council. And uh, just a, a tough one tonight does set up a huge game tomorrow morning, an 1135 start. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Craig, I'm, we, we can only guess how tough it is for you and the players. I mean, to, you know, to see something like that with Travis, it kind of makes the game pale in comparison, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I mean, it was just unfortunate. He, he dove for ball and, um, you know, he, he popped the shoulder out. Um, he was in quite a bit of pain. Um, the Dr. Uh, Kremschek kind of, um got it back in um and we'll get some tests uh tomorrow morning to see the see what's going on Craig what's your understanding of the possible outcomes it it seems like with this one it can be very wide from a couple of days like Cody Bellinger to a really long time yeah but it's not going to be a couple of days I mean I'd, I'd, we we should wait to to let them do the imaging and the x-ray um, and then we'll have a good answer for you. Hey, Craig, you were, you had mentioned it, I think, uh, yesterday, just about, you know, Travis's hits for you this season. They, a lot of them have mattered, you know, big time situations, driving and runs. Um, he also was, or is a you know left-handed batter at that position as well. So it's like, it has to be a pretty big loss, um, no matter the timetable really. Well, yeah, I mean, um, 
it, it's it's another player is going to get an opportunity to step up. But um, you know, in, in the long term, it it, it probably means uh, you know Luis Urias is going to play play more third base when Colton comes back, and Luis is is doing a really nice job, and and he's swinging the bat really well. So. Um, you know, we, we, another player is going to have to step up and another player is going to get an opportunity. And, and that's when you have injuries, uh, that's how, how it works and how you have to fill in, um, around them. Um, and that's going to be our job. Fred, Brett was just talking about what a grind it's been for him just the last couple of starts. What did you see just the, you know, the first two innings, especially with the ground balls? Well, I mean, I mean, that this was, we got our glove on five balls, um, in the first 11 hitters and didn't get outs on any of them. Uh, and it was, you know, we, we made one air, uh, but it was just, we, it was just strange. It was a little twilight zone, almost the, the what was happening. Um, so, you know, he, I, I thought he started the game with really good stuff. I thought his sinker was really good there. You know, just the, the, you know, the swing by Winker, the swing by Castellanos and the first, all, all signs to me that the sinker was really, really good. Um, you know, unfortunately the, the ball was continually hit to, to just a bad place for us. It, 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 you know, we, the, the play on uh, Castellanos is probably the play that Brett wants to have back. Um, but, you know, the other ones were just uh, get your glove on. I can't make a play. Craig, even with that uh, bad luck, the, with him only going three innings and needing Lauer to go four, where is that pitcher pitching? Uh, we're we're in good shape. Um, yeah, we're we're in fine shape. I mean, the, the plan was for Eric to uh, in the one of these yesterday today um, to 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 pitch out of the bullpen, um, and at some point, likely he'll um, you know we may fit him back into the rotation. So. We, we keep him stretched out and he keeps, he's prepared for that. If, if, when we decide to do that. Um, so, you know, we basically used one reliever for an inning tonight, essentially. What, what did you think of their guy Gutierrez? Um, the young guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, we, it, I, I thought we took some good swings and he just seemed to kind of wiggle out of everything tonight. Really. Um, and he made some good pitches when he when we got some guys on base. Uh, you know, he fell behind Jackie in the um, in the top of the fourth there, and and that I thought was a, you know it's first and second three one count. He threw two off speed two good off speed pitches to Jackie there, um, and then struck out Pablo. And that was a kind of chance for us I thought to get back in. And that was that was you know when the game was still a little tighter. Um, you know, and then he, and then, like I said, he just kind of kept wiggling out of stuff, but he, he pitched well. I mean, you, 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 you throw seven innings uh, in a major league game. He's, he did a nice job. All right. There he is. Craig council after the Brewers seven, three loss here in game two of this three game set and uh, it sets up a big game tomorrow. We'll get to that in just a second here. Uh, a couple of more uh, things on this Ryan Braun thing. Let me, let me uh, clarify the point here a little bit. Uh, one of our callers uh, had had brought up a point that, you know, not everybody would like Ryan Braun back in a Brewers uniform based on, you know, what what happened years ago. And I and I totally respect that. So let, let me clarify here. I believe 
the vast majority of Brewers fans would accept him back here with open arms. I do. But there there probably is a uh, – no, not probably. There is a percentage of the Brewers fan base that just won't let that go. That that whole cheating thing and, and the way uh, that all went down. And so I, I totally respect that, and that's a great point. But I do believe the vast majority of Brewers fans, based on all of the advantages of what he provides here and what would what he would provide here this season, I think the vast majority of Brewer fans would, would want that. And I don't want to speak for them, but I, I want to win a World Series. And that's where I'm coming from. Does Ryan Braun help you win a World Series? Even if it's a temporary on the way out, a farewell tour, uh, jump, on, jump on my back, me and my buddy Yelly will carry this thing and with, with Wong and with uh, Avi and with Narvaez. And think about that. So you've got Wong, uh, Yelich, Wong, Yelich, Braun, in any order, whatever. I'm just listing them. Narvaez and Avi. That's five of your eight in your order that you pretty much are going to trust offensively. That's pretty safe to assume. Would you trust those guys in a collective run down the stretch in September and into the postseason? Talking about the offense here, Evan. With this pitching staff, yes. Maybe get, like you say, one more bullpen arm, maybe one more bench bat, and I think that's a World Series contender right there. It, It might be. And the trick, again, the bottom line, the trick is to stay in this thing. Just keep doing what you're doing until you get fully healthy, until you get some of these guys going. And, again, my only beef on getting some of these guys going, I, I think we can stop as uh, broadcasters and, and writers and, and fans. We can stop with the he's off to a slow start. The start is over. It's now mid-June. So we can just just get rid of that. It won't be long before we, we have to say, geez, having a rough season. I mean, we're probably at some point going to have to get to that. All right, if you want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. Uh, we'll go inside the clubhouse. Who are we going to hear from next, Evan Heffelfinger? The spark plug of this team, Willie Adamas, after a huge game tonight. Four for four. Uh, there's been three four-hit games this year for the Milwaukee Brewers. Can you can you name the three four-hit games, Evan? Uh Luis Urias? Nope. Omar Narvaez. That's who I thought, and that's not. I mean, who possibly could it be? Colton Wong? Av- oh, Colton Wong. Avi Garcia had one, and Willie Adamas has two. No kidding. <laughs> that's... See, there you go. We're going to hear from uh, the Brewers shortstop up next. Again, if you want to jump in here, 799-1250. Brewers fall tonight, 7-3 the final. Series even at a game apiece. Much more pressure on the Cincinnati Reds to win this baseball game tonight. I can assure you of that. They're in a a tenuous situation with the Cubs doing what they're doing. St. Louis is going to bounce back a little bit. I don't know. We'll check the scoreboard. They may have lost again tonight. Uh, and with the Brewers doing what they're doing, Cincinnati's sort of in that situation where they can't fall too much further with three teams on top of them. We'll be back. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. 
Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Just taking a look at uh, the Nashville AAA sounds and, and seeing who might be a candidate uh, for that bullpen down the, down the I shouldn't say the stretch, or uh, as part of this season, maybe a Quentin Torres Costa? As you look at him, uh, they do uh, they do like lefties, and uh, looking at his uh, his his game stats here, twelve appearances, eight of them have been, have been scoreless. Now the ERA is quite lofty, uh, five ten, but uh, two of those outings he gave up three runs and three runs. Uh, the other two outings one and one, and the other eight outings uh, nothing. So I, you may see the debut of him a little bit later on this season, maybe sooner than you think. Uh, Sabatka, one of the uh, right-handed relievers uh, coming over from uh, Atlanta in the uh, Orlando Arcia trade, uh, he may be a candidate as well. So you're probably going to see them tinker with uh, trying to replace Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireisen from within first. And then you've got, you know, about a month or so that – kind of trade season uh, around Major League Baseball. Guys, this is going to be interesting. You know, you have uh, David Stearns in this front office making a couple of trades already, trying to stay ahead of the curve here a little bit. And I think that in large part is based on um, the, the, the great pitching that the Brewers have this year. And you stay ahead of this and, and seize the moment when you're getting this, this outstanding pitching. That's part of it. And I just wonder what the, you know, with, with the uh, CBA coming up and with, with the season following the 60-game pandemic season, if this is going to be a busy trade season or one that's a little on the down low. I think it's going to be interesting. We're going to find out. The season starting to move by a little bit already. It's June 9th here. Uh, talking about trades, uh, Willie Adamas comes over. And let's see, 13-4 uh, and four now. Is that what they are uh, since since acquiring him? Yes, thirteen and four since the trade for Adamas. That's a pretty good clip. Uh, let's go inside the clubhouse here and hear from the Brewers' shortstop after a four-hit game tonight. Really, I imagine a lot of you guys are just thinking about Travis. Um, can you talk us through that play and just how sort of scary a moment like that is when a guy is down? It was so. It was so. Um... <clears throat> You know, you, I don't even know how how explain that, but it was it was really tough, you know, to see him down, laying down there. When I got there, he was in pain. You know, he told me like, "Don't touch me!" Like, you know, my shoulder hurts. I think it's out. And you know, from that point, I knew that it was it was bad. But whenever you have a teammate laying down like that, you know, it's something bad that is happening. So you never want to see that. You know, I just hope that he. You know, it doesn't it doesn't be that bad, and you know, he, hopefully, he can be back soon. Willie, as an infielder, you know, do you think about that play? Like, how often you dive for a ball, right? And and just you know, just kind of how a, that's a freak injury. Yeah, I mean, it, it's scary when when you see that, and you realize that every time you dive for a ball, you you know, 
you like you're willing to like get hurt like that because you know something like that can happen and you know you only realize that whenever you see yourself or a teammate laying down you know suffering like that so you know we 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 never want that to happen and whenever you see it happen you just it gets it gets to your head you know like you think about it but you know like i say i hope that he's he get well soon and we we have him back really soon with the team Willie, I know I know you had a big game with four hits, but was it hard in general, you know, for the team to keep playing with that on your mind? I mean, it had to be on your mind, right? To, yeah, to focus. Of course. of course, as soon as that play happened, you know, you 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 kind of like you could see it in like everybody's face. You know, everybody got down. You know, their their, their attitude got really you know, uh, really down and. You know that's gonna happen whenever, whenever like that happened in the game. You know the team is gonna feel down. You know, like everybody's gonna feel down because like one of your boys just got hurt. You know what I mean? So, um, of course, it was in our mind, and you know, um, I don't even know what to say after that. It, it was tough. It was really tough. Willie, did it seem like every ball they hit in those first couple of innings was just to the exact wrong spot from your perspective? Yeah, I feel like every ball that they were hitting, it was with with ice. Like they were looking for the holes. You know what I mean? And it, it was a tough couple first, a couple the first couple innings. It it was tough because they were hitting the ball like to the exactly spot that there was nobody there. So it it, it was really tough. And then then that play happened. And, after that, you saw yourself. Really, with your at-bats, just to be able to hit a couple balls, you know, to left, and then the, the, the last two were to right. I mean, just to use the whole field, is that a good sign for you at the plate? Yeah, of course. I feel like I've been been I've been feeling good at the plate. Had you know, I had a couple tough games, but uh, since I got here, I feel like I've been feeling better and you know, hitting the ball well. But yeah, of course, it's a good sign whenever you hit the ball to both sides of the field. It's a great sign, you know. You want to see that, and uh, you know you want to you want to take the most of it, and hopefully, you know, you can bring it to the next day, and you continue to do the same thing, you know, that that you're doing to like today, a day to, like today. So yeah, I felt I felt really good, but it wasn't enough. We didn't get the win. Yeah, he uh, is going to be a big part of this baseball team, a big, big part of this team down the uh, stretch and throughout the season here. Willie Adamas, a four-hit game tonight. And uh, he was talking about Travis Shaw there. That's uh, that's tough for Shaw and, and the Brewers again. Boy, just just rubbing rubbing elbows with that injured list constantly this year. It's, it's got to stop at some point, man, you would think. I will take a break, take a peek at uh, tomorrow's matchup. What I think might be the biggest game of the year. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
Okay, so the Cincinnati Reds needed this one more than the Milwaukee Brewers. I, I think I think most would agree with that, and and they got it seven three. The series tied at a game apiece, and you know the rubber match uh, set up to the point where this would be a big big win for the Brewers to kind of slow that roll of Cincy and. You know, you want to keep pace. Uh, Cubs win today. Brewers fall out of first place by a half a game. And uh, Cincinnati needs to kind of keep pace, too. And I I think to a degree they've got just enough talent, certainly offensively, to kind of stay in this thing. And as as we've been discussing all year on this show, that it's probably going to be a four-team race and one hell of a fun summer in the National League Central. You've got a lot of matchups going on. Uh, with this uh, Cincinnati Reds ball club and the Brewers. You know, it's 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 wrapped around. They've got another series, yet then toward the All-Star break, uh, they go into the break against the Reds, come out of the break against the Reds. You're going to be seeing these guys a lot in the next month and a half. And to set a tone by taking another series. Now, remember, they took the first series from the Cincinnati Reds. So this would be a big get for the Brewers tomorrow. Freddie Peralta, Evan, on the hill for the crew. Yeah, fresh off of his no-hit bid that just didn't make it. Seven and a third innings uh, against Arizona. He is 6-1, and one, the best record on the staff with a 2.25 ERA. Has not had under seven strikeouts in a game this season, which is incredible. He's going up against Luis Castillo, who is 2-8. and eight, A 6.63 ERA does not look like the young stud he was a couple years ago. But no. he's always been good against the Brewers, so this is a good matchup. It's it's a great matchup, and and it, it seems like whenever the Reds and Brewers the last couple of years get together, the, you're always going to see Peralta against Castillo. I mean, it just always seems like that. And I'm for um, it. Yeah, no, it's 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 going to be a good one. But Castillo just not having a great year. But guys like that that have shown uh, pretty decent success here, uh, they can they can spin around and throw a gem. And and the Brewers' offense, man, just just put up a nice big crooked number early. Uh, well, by noon tomorrow, how's that sound? Eleven thirty-five first pitch after the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll talk some Brewers baseball tomorrow afternoon on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by our friends at the uh, legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. I think it's a I don't know about the biggest game of the year, but I think it's sizable. Say is it, it fair Tim. to say? Is it fair to say sizable? Absolutely. I know that you are dying to say that it is the biggest game. I of the want year. to. It would be a big, big win. Just to just just say you it. Take Tim. the series. Just say it. Just, uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I'm gonna say it. It's the biggest game of the year tomorrow. There you go. They could they can take the series, get back on the winning track. And, uh, you know, coming into tonight, <laughs> at 110 of 11, you're going to have to drop one once in a while. But, Freddie, get out there, throw a gem, and the Brewers' offense, do whatever you can to muscle up and put about five or six on the board. Your chances are really good to win the ball game tomorrow. For Evan Heffelfinger, indeed, that's his name. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow afternoon. And remember, despite the outcome tonight, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 